Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome to a belated episode 48. And I do apologise that it's been a little bit longer than I previously expected to get this episode to you guys. But as you can tell from, I suppose, two podcasts ago, we've got a lot going on. (laughs) So whenever I record one of these things, I genuinely want them to be good. I genuinely want them to be informative and supportive. I don't want to just record a podcast for the sake of recording a podcast. And so it made no sense to just jump on and just chat shit, more so than normal anyway, to just give you a podcast at the time I said I was going to give you one instead of giving you a good podcast. And so I'm hoping that's what this one is. Because tonight, not only are we going to be touching on why plans don't work, meal plans and the like, but we're going to be focusing on the educational side of fat loss and transformation. And I don't mean I'm going to sit here and educate you. I'm going to simply explain why it is important and why if you think that you can achieve your goal and do this journey by just following a plan and jobs are good and not learning anything new, not learning about yourself, and then keep the results afterwards, well, I'll see you in about six months' time when the weight comes back on again. Because this is what so many people do. Touching back on the previous podcast, so many people just follow a plan because they go, well, this is the blueprint for fat loss and jobs are good and I follow this, adhere to this, achieve the result and then live happily ever after. But the problem is if you don't fix the reason, as touched on previously, why you put the weight on in the first place, you're never going to keep any result because every single one of us is different. Every single one of us gained the weight through a plethora of different behaviors and different habits, routines, etc. Yes. The principle, the fundamental reason why we gained the weight was because we were in a calorie surplus, but how we were in that calorie surplus is very unique to us as individuals. And that brings me quite nicely on to point number one, which is why plans don't work. Because if you go to someone, as I've had a million and one times and people say, can you do me a meal plan? Then what you're first and foremost doing is you're creating that meal plan. Now, sometimes meal plans are created with calories in mind. So here's a meal plan for X amount of calories. But sometimes meal plans are created simply because the person creating them believes that there are magical foods and that if you eat enough chicken, rice and broccoli, you're going to achieve your goal. Now, obviously, you know, a meal plan to be even standing a chance of achieving anything, it needs to be calorically controlled. But the problem is, if you go to said personal trainer and you go, I would like a meal plan, please. All they're doing is creating a structure of eating for two days, three days, four days, even 14 days in some cases. All they're doing is creating a meal plan full of foods that they like. Even if you turn around and say, these are the foods I enjoy, this is the allergies I've got or dislikes, etc. The meal plan they create will still be structured around their diet and their hunger times or a generic template of breakfast, lunch, snack, dinner, snack, whatever, as opposed to actually taking your eating habits into play or into in mind. And case in point, if you are the kind of person that doesn't like breakfast, you're just not hungry in the morning so you don't eat breakfast, you may very well get a meal plan that says to eat breakfast. You don't need to do that. There is no magic behind eating at certain times of the day. There's no magic to eating multiple meals throughout the day. A meal plan should be structured around a system of eating or a frequency of eating, let's say, which suits you as an individual. 
down to your schedule and your hungry periods. If you're not hungry in the morning, it doesn't make sense for Mr. PT to come along and go, right, you should have 80 grams of porridge first thing in the morning because that doesn't make sense for most people because if you're not hungry, why the fuck are you wasting calories when you don't actually need them? Most people, their danger zone is in the evening. Sure, there are patterns, but again, it all depends on the individual. It all depends on the individual's tastes, the individual's routines, etc. And this is why meal plans don't work because not only are they not based around how you actually like to eat and therefore over time you won't adhere to them and you'll gradually just head back to the way you were eating previously, but they don't teach you anything. They don't teach you why they work in the first place. They don't teach you to adapt. Sure, meal plans for the most beginner of people can be a great way of just helping them understand to achieve results right from the off, even without understanding. But I'll be honest with you, I don't think I've met a single client that isn't capable of starting to use my fitness pal or NutriCheck from the word go, understanding budgeting. If you're old enough to be in a calorie deficit, then you're old enough to have earned and spent money. And if that's the case, you treat your calories the same way that you treat money. You spend it in a way which suits you. And trust me, if you try to be a dickhead with that money and spend it on McDonald's all day long, then you're going to find yourself pretty damn hungry after about the first morning of day one. So, no, I don't, I'm not a fan of meal plans and I never will be because they don't work. They don't teach you anything and they're not tailored to you. And everything that I do is revolved around a system of personalization revolved around you taking a particular format and making it work for you so that it's the closest to how you enjoy eating and living and so that takes me nicely into the primary topic of today's podcast which is to allow yourself to become a student now this may sound incredibly boring and you may sit there going, mate, I don't want to learn about fat loss. I just want to do fat loss. I just want to lose it and then crack on with my life. You know, I just want a few weeks or a few months of deprivation. Jobs are good and thanks for the result. But the problem is so many people do do this, but then they repeat it over and over and over again because they don't fix any of the behaviors that put the weight on in the first place. If you allow yourself to become a student, if you allow yourself to learn about not only the science behind what goes on but particularly the psychology then you're in a bloody powerful position to be able to manipulate those things now let me give you the best example i can from something which i enjoy doing which is working on cars and motorbikes i enjoy learning about the electrics and the engine and basically how these things work and how to fix them myself and for years, I've been building on that knowledge, studying, applying, practicing, making mistakes. And it's built me to a position where I'm not only confident to attempt things myself, but I have a bedrock of knowledge to be able to do them and do them successfully, which means that I don't get fleeced when I go to a garage for someone charging me 500 pounds to service the car when I know for a fact I could do it for 30 quid. And so... Becoming a student is not only advantageous for achieving your goal and minimizing your expense, but it's also incredibly important when it comes to not having to repeat that journey. If you allow yourself to understand the process and, of course, to tackle the reasons why you needed that process in the first place, then you are in an incredibly strong position going forwards 
to not only achieve, but to make sure that you never have to achieve again. Because the thing that people don't realize when they join up to just do a plan or follow a meal plan, etc., is that it won't always be plain sailing. It doesn't matter what approach you are following, even if you are, you know, educating yourself, you will get periods of trial, sometimes because of exterior circumstances, sometimes because of internal motivators, so many different reasons it's not going to be smooth sailing. Even once you've achieved your goal, even when you're maintaining, it won't always be plain sailing. People think that weight management is something that you do for a small period of time, a select few weeks where you dedicate yourself. But in actual fact, that's the deficit. That's the reduce the body fat that I've put myself into debt with. And that's the best way of looking at body fat. You're in debt. You've consumed far too many calories, spent far too much money, and therefore now you've got to pay that debt back. However, once that period of time of the deficit is done, weight management doesn't end. You don't just draw the line and go, thank you very much, and just crack on with your life, not having to have a care about calories or movement ever again. Weight management is a lifelong thing. Now, the intensity of which you are focused on it undulates. Case in point, you'll be in a position where you don't have to track on MyFitnessPal, where you don't have to wear an activity tracker. This is why it's so important to build habits and sustainable relationships with movement and food so that we can intuitively manipulate and control the calories we're consuming over a period of time with balance. And the same thing goes to your movement. This is why we've all got that friend who's an absolute fucker that can eat whatever they want and never seems to gain any weight. It's not because they are magic or they have some kind of super fast magical metabolism. It's simply because they are incredibly active and they've got a good balance of mindful caloric control. For example, you may see them kick the ass out of a pizza when you're with them and have a ridiculous amount of food. But for the rest of the week, they may very well be busy and their calories are quite low. Same thing goes for activity. They may be incredibly active working on a building site, for example, and so they're burning plenty of calories. So they can get away with that one particular day at the weekend where they kick the ass out of it because the net result of their calories over a period of time is stable. And again, this is where the educational side of things comes in. It's important to learn, experience, and most importantly, fuck up. Mistakes are imperative when it comes to not only achieving your goal, but sustaining the results from it. We need to make mistakes because we learn far more when we make mistakes than we do when everything goes right. To give you the best example of that, meal plans do work. They work to achieve a result. If you follow and eat just these foods at these times and do this exercise, you will get a result if, of course, that's programmed into the plan. But here's the thing. Because there was no issue... You got from point A to point B with no strife. You just followed the plan. You didn't think about it. You mindlessly just adhered. But you didn't learn anything. All you learned was that plan works. And this is why so many people repeat them over and over and over again. But do you, do you not see that as a problem? Repeating a plan? Why in God's name are you going through the same journey of lo losing the same pounds over and over and over again? Surely there's a problem. It's basically the equivalent of a payday loan. But by learning why you gained the weight in the first place, by learning the behaviors surrounding your caloric intake, by learning the behaviors surrounding your activity, and of course exercise rolled into that, then you can learn 
how to not gain the weight because the reverse is true. Let's face it, most people don't gain the weight overnight. They gain the weight over multiple months and years. And it's those months and years that we need to look back on and draw from to understand why we found ourselves in that position. And most importantly, it's not about getting from point A to point B. Like I said, it's not about the result. That's not the transformative part. Embracing the journey as the transformative part is key, not the result. The result doesn't transform fuck all. The result is the cherry on the cake. The cake itself is the journey from part A or point A to point B. What you learn along the way, what you experience along the way, how you overcome problems along the way. I can't remember if I used this in the previous podcast, so forgive me if I did, but it's important to remind you guys of it. The Martian, again, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, there's a uh, a line at the end of it where Mark Watney is talking to a classroom full of students and someone says, how did you, how did you survive? You know, how did you do it? And he said, well, I just focused on one problem at a time. And then when I solved that problem, I've moved on to the next problem. When I solved that problem, I moved on to the next problem. And if I sold, solved enough problems, I got to come home. And it's the same situation with your journey from point A to point B. There's going to be a plethora of different problems along the way. Problems which need to arise to teach you. And it's by overcoming those problems and then the next problem and then the next problem. Not, on, not only do you then achieve your goal but you are far more likely to sustain it and you have this bedrock of information, of experience and of confidence because of what you've been able to do. So embrace the journey, folks, as the transformative part of your transformation, not the result. The result is the reward, not the transformation itself. And I'd be remiss at this point to not mention about applying yourself. You will be amazed how many people I coach that kid themselves. They don't apply themselves. They, you know, we, we spend ages pouring over a plan which is specific to them, which is personal to their lives, which take into account their likes, their dislikes, their schedules, their commitments, takes into account the experience that they already have. And on paper, it is the best possible plan because we can then revolve it around their life no matter how crazy life gets. But you'll be amazed how many people still don't apply themselves. How many people commit to the journey? How many people say how much they want it, but their actions say very, very different? And it's human nature. Sometimes we overachieve or we over kind of, what's the word? Overshoot what we realize we actually want. But nothing changes if nothing changes. And some people want their cake and eat it. They want to achieve their result without making any kind of changes, without learning anything without understanding that becoming a student isn't optional when it comes to achieving and sustaining the result, it's compulsory. If you don't learn, then you won't keep what you've achieved. And nine times out of 10, you probably won't even achieve it. So you've got, you've got to apply yourself. I'm not talking about taking on fat loss or coaching as a career, but you certainly need to understand yourself more and learn about your strengths and your weaknesses and plug those gaps. It's not about being perfect, progress not perfection as they say. It's about embracing the journey and understanding like I said that the journey is the transformation and understanding that you are not a complete person and you are far from a perfect person and that's okay and in actual fact it's necessary. You need to learn what you're good at how you are 
you know, how you apply yourself. I've got people that are incredibly good at their activity and their exercise, flawless with it. People that I envy when it comes to exercise, that are just ruthlessly consistent and they just get on with it. Nothing gets in the way. But they are incredibly weak when it comes to their caloric consumption with their relationship with food, with just being accountable and just genuinely applying themselves when it comes to the caloric side of things. But then I've also got other people which are incredibly focused from the nutritional side of things, but just are shite at getting their steps done and shite at the exercise side of things, so much so they don't factor it into their plans at all. So it's understanding with those people, it's knowing what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, and what gaps do you need to plug to become a more well-rounded individual. Because honesty is key here, and being accountable is key. If you take teenagers, for example, every single time we try to talk to them, what do they say? I know, I know. And it's because they're closed off. They don't want to learn. They don't want to listen to you. They just want the whole thing to be over with so they could go back to their rooms and jump on Fortnite or whatever they want to do. But to achieve what you want to achieve, to ensure that the result is not only achieved but is sustained, we've got to be accountable and we have to accept those strengths and weaknesses and we have to be honest. Because if we're not honest with ourselves, we're not honest about the gaps that we have, then we're never going to be able to plug them because we're just sweeping them under the carpet. One of my issues that I've faced for years is consistency. And it's, it's an issue which so many people face. And it's an issue which I've been working on over the years with regards to what I do and also my own programming. I am too susceptible for allowing life and circumstance to get in the way. And, you know, what we're going through at the moment is no, uh, no exception to that. If anything, it's been the biggest derailer of my training that I've ever had. Because I'm just struggling to focus on anything while I've got this monumental fucking behemoth in my mind, which is dominating my thoughts 24-7. Now, I know that it's a weakness of mine. But I also know that in the past, my weakness has been ignorance or not being accountable, not accepting or understanding circumstances. So I've felt guilty and I've then beaten myself up for circumstances. And so at the moment, I'm not doing that. I understand why I'm not doing what I should be doing to achieve my goal. And I'm at peace with it because there are bigger things at play. But the thing that we need to remember going forwards about ourselves is that working on these strengths and weaknesses is not only what transformation is all about, it's kind of what life is all about. Gaining more experience, gaining more knowledge to then pass that knowledge down, to pass that experience down. All of these experiences, all of the times when things go wrong and then solving them, it's kind of what makes life worth living if you extrapolate it out. So never hide from the truth. Never hide from issues that you have with yourself. Be accountable, be honest. Hold your hands up and go, you know what, I'm not very good at this. Or hold your hands up and go, yep, yeah, you know what, I screwed up. Or find those gaps. Embrace those gaps because plugging them is the transformation, not the result itself. But by plugging those gaps, you will achieve the result. And finally, seek out new tactics. Not just in terms of learning and experiencing, screwing up and everything that I've mentioned previously, but seek out new tactics and new ways of doing things. We know that there is a fundamental scientific law of physics fucking principle that needs to be adhered to to achieve our fat loss goal, for example. 
But that doesn't mean there aren't better ways of doing it. Even once you've found a way which you've connected with, which once you've been, a way that you've been consistent with, there will still be elements that you can add to that to make your life easier. I've known people that have used my fitness pal, for example, for years, like five years, if not more. And they're still finding little things that can help them out along the way in terms of how the system works. I know people that are finding little habit hacks and little things that they can do with their nutrition to just make their life a little bit easier. Different ways of running their day. Instead of, you know, logging before they consume, they log first thing in the morning and they find that actually it makes life a lot easier. The thing about this as well is you are always evolving as a person. And so what you do needs to evolve. I start off coaching a particular individual in one way and nine times out of 10, their journey ends in a very, very different way because we've learned about them. We've learned about what works, not just from a coaching style, but from tactics and different disciplines and different techniques. And so by the end of their journey, the way that they structure the day, their day, the way that they adhere, the way that they achieve targets and box off calories and movement and exercise over the course of the days and weeks are very, very different in the end as to how they were in the beginning because they've learned what works and what doesn't work. So remember that we are constantly evolving. And so our knowledge and our application of that knowledge needs to evolve as well. Do not settle, okay? Do not sit in one place and expect the results. So this is it, I've learned everything, I've applied everything I need to apply, jobs are good and Do not close yourself off to new knowledge because there is always new ways of doing things. I have over 100 people in my academy nowadays and every single one of them continues to teach me week after week after week of not just what techniques and tricks and tactics etc can work with helping people adhere but also in how to coach people, how to phrase things, how to undulate my voice and emphasize certain points, how to approach someone's problem from different angles because although it may very well seem like my job is a game of copy paste I just repeat the same thing to each individual client. Everybody's different. And not only is everybody different, but as more and more time goes on, I learned that the way that I coach person 1000 is very different to the way that I coached person number 10. Because through learning about people, learning about people's different opinions and psychologies, attitudes, characters, it builds a more well-rounded coach. And this is why experience is so important. So don't be afraid to experience. Don't be afraid to go wrong. You've never truly fucked it unless you give up. You throw in the towel and you close the door to learning and evolving as an individual. Adaptation and applying yourself is key. You need to make sure that not only do you apply yourself to the craft, but you learn from every step along the way. And if you do that, not only will you achieve your goal, but you'll keep the results too because you'll learn what works for you and what doesn't work for you and you will have a unique method which you can apply in the future should things begin to snowball with regard to your weight, should you begin to gain again, which is normal. Most people think that the end result, the sustainable part of I've achieved my goal is a case of I never have to worry about fat gain ever again. Well, let me tell you, there's multiple seasons in the year and we do very different things with our activity and our consumption over those seasons. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. But what we must remember is a system that works for us. With all of these experiences, with all of these undulations throughout our journey towards the result, those are the things 
that give us not just the information, but the confidence to be able to tackle different deficits. Because this will not be the last deficit you do. It isn't a case of achieve maintenance, live life happily ever after. Your weight will naturally fluctuate. And you will get times of strife, of seasonal festivities, for example, where potentially a little bit of excess weight goes on. This journey that you're on right now, if you're in a calorie deficit, should be the last big deficit that you need to do. It won't be the last small one. Every January, mo- most people, we're talking like nine out of 10 people, are going to need to jump into some level of a calorie deficit because it's important that we do enjoy Christmas. It's important that we do indulge and overindulge. Most of us are in a position to do so, so fucking do so. But in January, we should only really need a couple of weeks to rein things in again, just to kind of balance the books again. There's nothing wrong with taking out loans, folks, as long as you pay them off. And that's essentially what Christmas is. We take out a loan by gaining a little bit of excess body fat, and then we pay it back in January, and all is well with the world again. So remember, things won't always be plain sailing, and that's why it's important to not just follow a plan, but why it's important to continually educate yourself. And for all of my clients listening, this is why I have the Academy. This is why you guys have your video modules. This is why you have your educational modules, your downloadable programs. This is why you have your exercise tutorials and the lives and the Zooms because they're all there to educate you, to plug those gaps. Now, not every module, not every live is going to resonate with every person. But the whole idea is that not just through all of those things, but obviously through these podcasts as well, there will be certain elements, certain things that resonate with you, you listening as an individual. There'll be certain parts of this podcast where you may not take all of it, but there may be certain parts of it that resonated with you, things that you'll carry forwards into the future. And that is plugging a gap. So folks, thanks for your time. 26 minutes, job done. Appreciate you listening to episode 48, two away from the big 50. If you guys have got any topics that you would like me to cover, please drop me an Instagram. Uh, Give us a follow at Chris Moyes. Or alternatively, you can drop me a Facebook message at Chris Moyes Fitness on Facebook. In actual fact, I think it's facebook.com forward slash Chris Moyes Fitness. But I haven't used that link in a very, very long time. But I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying them, let me know. Your feedback not only spurs on my enthusiasm for doing these things, But like I said, it it tells me that what I'm doing is working and that I'm helping you guys. And you know my mantra, if this podcast helps but one person, it was worth it. So folks, have a lovely weekend. I say that because it's a Friday, but you may very well be listening to this on a Monday. So (laughs) I hope you had a lovely weekend or have a lovely weekend. But I appreciate the time nonetheless. And I will see you on episode 49. Toodles.